0: What more can one say? This is game seven. Coming up there, there is Thomas,
1: Thomas.
0: Oh. <laughs> He faked like he was going to throw it. How
2: hello everyone welcome back to a bit of an earlier edition of the little hockey podcast as always i'm keegan here with my brother jordan say hi jordan hey friends before we get started please remember to rate and review us on apple Podcasts. that's always appreciated and you can find the podcast anywhere where you find podcasts so either where you're listening to it now or apple pod spotify google Podcasts, wherever um so we're going to do a bit of a shorter intro today. We had a, a great interview and a great chat with the guys from the Sens 10 podcast. Now, if you remember them, we had them on back in October to talk about the 2020 NHL rookie draft. Great guys, really, really insightful, definitely smarter than us and funnier than us as well. So we had uh, Matt, Matt and Bennett on. Um, we had them for about 30 minutes or so so it'll be a nice interview there Uh, and we used them or we asked them rather to come on and talk about their opinions on Canada's team now we had uh, Jack Bailey on last week to give his opinion and his side of the conversation as a Leafs fan and now all three of these guys are Sens fans so we've had a bit of a more recent playoff rivalry with Montreal. Not exactly current, but it it, it was in the, within the last 10 years. Uh, as well as because Ottawa was not eliminated by Montreal, I I wanted to know if these guys had a different opinion than Jack might have. And I was really fascinated with some of the answers that these guys gave. So it'll be an awesome interview. We hope you enjoy. And after the interview, you'll be hearing from Jordan and I again as we go through our own Seattle expansion draft as if we were uh the ones choosing them so with all that out of the way please enjoy the interview uh thank you Zoe um so hello everyone welcome to our very very special interview here with the guys from the guys from the centennial once again we have Matt say hi Matt yo what's up everybody And we got Other Matt, aka Jimothy. How are you doing, Other Matt?
1: (laughs) I'm fantastic. I uh, shed the name Jimothy, but uh, I'm glad to be here.
2: Always, I love it. And Bennett, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us, guys. Oh, thanks for coming on. You guys are our first guest and now our first repeat guest. So we always appreciate that. Uh, So, one thing that I've uh, really gotten into over the last little while, and especially during the Stanley Cup playoffs, was all the talk around the idea of Canadians cheering for a Canadian team in the playoffs solely because they're from Canada. Now, I have my own thoughts on this. Um, I've been kind of sliding into everyone's DMs to ask their thoughts. So I slid into your guys, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. So that is our main discussion here today. So Bennett, I'm going to start with you. Do you agree with the idea of cheering for a Canadian team in the playoffs solely because they are the final Canadian
3: team? Well, uh, before I start here, a point of clarification. Uh, Do you allow profanity or is this a family podcast? Uh, No, swear as much as you want. We drop F-bombs all the time. All right. Fuck every (laughs) fucking inch of this idea. Uh, I absolutely hate the idea of like, Canada's team, you know, aggressive quotation marks. Uh, I hated it even when it was us in 2017, you know, when we made it to the conference finals, we took the Pens to game seven, you know, Justin Trudeau, you know, was all like, oh, I'm a Habs fan, but you know, I'm cheering for Ottawa. It's like, no, you're not, fuck off. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I feel like I don't want to like gatekeeper anything, be like real fans. Uh, but it's like, I feel like, you know, the people who are here, like day in, day out cheering for one team all year long, don't, care if other people support their team or not. And then for the people who just, you know, jump on the bandwagon of whatever Canadian team is remaining, um, you know, are not like uh like they're not like they're not permanent fans or anything, you know. So it's just like, you know, they're people who are casual hockey fans and that's fine. You don't have to be like a serious hockey fan to enjoy the sport. But you know, I think like most people don't care about if the rest of the country is behind you or not. And as a fan of the senators I certainly don't want to see the Habs be the one to bring the cup home after however many decades. I don't want it to be the Leafs. Like, I don't want it to be Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, or Winnipeg either. I mean, it's kind of like I'd rather it stay in the U.S. forever, unless if it's us who bring it home. Uh, and you know, if it is, great. But yeah, all that is to say, it's not a sentiment that I personally feel, nor one that I like especially understand. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, I feel some sympathy for the Toronto fans who watched their team get knocked out and then the mayor lit up the fucking CN Town in the Habs colors. Like, that was just disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, I am not a Leafs fan, but my God, that was brutal. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's all I have to say.
2: No, nah, that was awesome. That's what that was. That was some mad sicko energy there.
3: <laughs> that's
2: all I have to say. Um, but Mr. Main Match. And I feel bad. I feel like uh, other Matt's gonna r- kill me for saying oh, that no, but- he'll kill me. Should, should I just like off? get
1: another name? Do you guys need a room? <laughs> I like I'll you,
2: cool. I can call
1: leave. It's cool.
2: I can call you Jimothy if you want.
1: You're my mate, Matt. I don't Does know, that man. do anything do, for you? Do whatever you gotta do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Matt here, I got this. Matt M. There you go. Uh, there we go. Um, what are your thoughts on the idea of Canada's team? Do you agree with Bennett? Do you disagree? Did you cheer for Montreal?
4: Okay, so I'm kind of like half, I don't know, half and half. Okay, so when Vancouver made it to the Cup Final 2011, yeah, hell yeah, I was cheering for them. I totally wanted Vancouver to beat Boston, but I also really didn't like Lucic, and I really didn't like Brad Marchand. I mean, not many people do. I, I get his role. He's very good at his role, but I don't like him. Um, but yeah, like I want Ottawa to bring the Cup home to Canada. I'm, an, I'm a Sens fan. I don't want the Habs or least to do that before the Sens. Uh, sorry, Jordan, <laughs> but, but like, I, I don't. Right. And I, I thought the, the run by the Canadians was fun to watch. Like, honestly, I'm happy for their fan base. They got to see that. It's like when, when Sens fans got to see that in 2017 with our team, we were pumped. We were thrilled. And I mean, yeah. Okay. They went out in heartbreaking style for them, but Tampa is a hell of a good team. I think they were going to be basically anybody who got to the cup final, uh, but going back to the Canada's team thing. I don't know. Like Bennett, I'm not going to gatekeep fandom. If you're a hardcore Sens fan and you're like, if you cheer for the Habs or Leafs in the playoffs, you're a fake fan, then okay. I mean, take it down a notch, you know? But uh, yeah, for myself, honestly, um, I, I could feel little tugs on the heartstrings, you know, especially with the Shea Weber news coming out today that he might not play again. That really sucks for him. But yeah. at the end of the day, I I want the Sens to win. And also, a little side note, with Tampa, I mean, I, I kind of have, like, I didn't really like Kutrov's comments. I think he went a little overboard. I get it though. He was wasted. Man wanted to spit off, go for it, whatever. King of the world shit, I guess. But, uh, but no, like Tampa, when I was younger, I really liked watching Vinny LeCavalier, Martin St. Louis. Uh, Tampa was one of those teams that I just thought was exciting to watch. So I liked watching Tampa and, and I don't know, I was kind of pulling for them to, to repeat, but um, yeah, that, that's all I got to say.
2: I mean, I'd rather see the Sens bring it home than anyone else. Okay. Okay. I, I have an overarching question to ask you guys after as well. And I'm about to get some brownie points here, Matt prime. Um, what are your opinions on Canada's team? Were you cheering for Montreal at all? Were you actively cheering against them? What do you think?
1: Uh, I think uh, the idea of Canada's team is a bit of a myth. Um, I think it's, it's a very nationalistic thought process that has been sort of put into, uh, Canadians because we don't really have enough, uh, enough Canadian teams in, in Canada or in the league. Um, I mean, like Tampa had more Canadians on the team than the Habs did. Uh, I absolutely did not cheer for the Habs. Can't stand them. Won't stand them could never do it uh they also screwed my bet in the first round uh i was going to i i put 25 bucks down uh on a 14 parlay and uh it was gonna you know pay out at 250 so all the leafs had to do was not choke um, that's a tall order <laughs> must be and jordan knows all too well must must be and, 18 and, or older to I, gamble uh, please play responsibly yeah yeah Uh, betway sports use us um no honestly man like i i i think uh you're allowed to cheer for whoever you want to cheer for uh i mean all of my diehard sens fans friends were like bro the canada's team is bullshit you know um you know uh, i've seen a lot of people saying uh they'll go for whatever canadian team uh is still in it and that's their their god-given right uh So I just think it's, it's hockey, you know, it's a sport at the end of the day, uh, you know,
4: Hey, the cup went to Montreal anyway for repairs. So yeah,
0: that was wild. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's not even the real one, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, just to jump in here, like if we're going to say that, then the cup goes to Toronto every year, so maybe we should be throwing a parade for that. Oh don't no, do <laughs> stays <laughs> in Toronto. It's never
1: left, man. Uh, it's at the hockey, Side note I oh, love how
0: you- they I love how they zoomed
4: in on Ottawa as they're handing out the cup to Tampa. It was like Ottawa, 1905. Yep. <laughs>
1: it's that like, was yeah, fantastic. W- that that was a sicko move. <laughs> if we're talking about sicko. I was five that
3: year. Oh, it was a great year, nineteen oh five. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, it well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, good old disease.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, I turn.
1: mean, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, no, we didn't have medicine basically.
3: <laughs> in 1905? We were doing all right.
1: Uh, it was not nearly as advanced no, as it was, was, in, was in, like in 2021.
2: Penicillin wasn't invented yet. That's
3: fair.
1: That's yeah. Fair. So, uh, eat me, Bennett.
3: <laughs> someone allergic to penicillin yeah, so that all- doesn't do anything for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like triggered. Um, yeah. All this to say uh yeah you know uh, like cheer for who you're gonna cheer for but I think it's absolute bullshit like trying to cheer for a Canadian team just because they're Canadian
2: did you guys know anyone that was cheering for Montreal solely because they were the last Canadian team like I for me it was Uh, our parent or specifically our mom she used to be a Habs fan she when she lived out in BC and then when she came to Ottawa the team obviously formed and she became a Sens fan so she had a bit of uh, lingering allegiance my dad or our dad being a leafs fan obviously was cheering against them but i was just wondering if you guys knew anyone specifically that was cheering for montreal for that reason and if you think you have an explanation as to why and um matt prime will start with you
0: uh, yeah we, we need names yeah. full names addresses yes. and, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah any allergies yeah. that they might have all that kind of stuff
1: yeah <laughs> and is selling uh yeah no i mean full disclosure i totally forgot you guys were brothers i was like why are you guys speaking in the plural <laughs> <laughs> um little no, hockey I,
2: podcast I, man it's a pun
1: <laughs> I, I i get like i i knew the name but i was like oh it's a tiny little hockey podcast. <laughs> oh my god man um no I, I honestly man like I, I don't know if I knew anybody that that did that, but if anybody would do that, it's definitely like our parents' generation. Yeah, uh, because they're they're just kind of no allegiance. Uh free, f- yeah, free thinking. But then when it comes to like COVID vaccines and wearing masks, <laughs> oh, they're like, God. wait, hold on a second.
0: <laughs> What's with um,
1: that
2: think- and doing these like. <laughs> Like medical stuff, right? Now. I don't know. He's on something today. Disease and vaccine. I was
4: gonna. I'm gonna cut in here, okay? So, the, yes, the, please do, the other, Matt malavish. Oh my God. The other reason why is probably because at that age, right, the centers weren't around. So a sure. lot of our parents were in that age group where it was like the Habs or Leafs, really. If you're growing up in Eastern Ontario, that that's really what you had. Uh, so I don't know. My grandparents, though, um, on one one side of my family, they both immigrated from the uk and they're diehard sense fans and you know they, they went to the home opener back in 92 season tickets for years um my grandma has a, a jersey signed by the entire stanley cup roster in 07 uh, it's sick it's mint and i'm definitely um one day going to own that and frame that baby up but nice all that to say um And and respect on my my grandma. I don't, you know, that sounded kind of maybe morbid. But anyway, uh, (laughs) all that to say, uh, they were actually cheering for the Habs. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what their reasoning was. Um, But yeah, they're diehard Sens fans. In regular season, they despise the Habs, despise the Habs, despise the Leafs. But I think, I don't know, I think they just got caught up in the story. And it's, again, kind of like what I was going back to earlier with the 2017 run for the Sens, right? Nobody expected the Sens to get to the third round. Every Sens fan that year was living in the moment. Like, I remember not knowing if the Sens, like when the Sens went up 2-0 against Rangers, I was thrilled. When the Rangers tied the series, I'm like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. But I enjoyed every single game because I didn't know when the run would end. And when it did, I was speechless. But, you know, you get caught up in those moments, and I think maybe that's why, and that older generation, because, like I said, the Sens weren't around in their, like, they're growing up years where you get attached to sports. Uh, I think that that's why they just, you know, the sends are their sens and they like the Sens. but at the end of the day, like there's a lot of senators fans who are hardcore and passionate, but there's a lot of senators fans who are casual. And we just have to accept that as a smaller fan base, that there are going to be those fans and they're going to latch on to, you know, great stories, like what the Habs did this year.
2: I totally understand that point of view. Like, Obviously, I'm pretty sure for all of us, we can consider ourselves pretty diehard, not only Sense fans, but hockey fans, considering we A, do podcasts and B, listen to podcasts and how in depth we go. So it's a little different for us because we're a little more ingrained in it. Now, Bennett, do you agree with that? Or do you think that there are some hardcore fans that will change allegiance?
3: Hmm. It's a tough question because I mean, you know, like my father in law is a huge Sens fan, but he was also born and raised in Montreal and lived there for decades before they moved to Ottawa and before Ottawa got a team. So he very much jumped on the Montreal bandwagon. But, you know, like Matt was saying about his grandparents, you know, regular season, you know, he's, you know, oh, oh like all Sens, like do the Habs, all that stuff. Um, and I think, you know, for people who are kind of more casual fans, you know, they can get caught up in the moment and stuff. And it's like for us, like it's hard to it's hard to sort of, you know, picture, but it's like there are neutral fans out there too. I mean, fans who just like the game and who might not have a particular team that they feel attached to. I mean, like that's how I engage with other sports that aren't hockey, you know. It's like I'll just latch on to whatever team, you know, whose narrative is, you know. Uh, whoever's feeling the power of friendship in that particular, you know, championship run. Right. And so, so yeah, I can certainly understand the sentiment. Now, I think when it gets, you know, kind of like, when it gets kind of lame is like, you know, what we were seeing before is like, you know, like lighting up Niagara Falls and the CN tower and all this stuff behind a team that like 70% of the country hates 70% of the time, you know, Uh, that's when it starts to get like a little like weird and like forced. And it's like when people who it's like, you know, don't have any like genuine attachment to the sport are trying to like rally people around it, you know, that's when it starts to get like annoying. And that's what, you know, I'm sure Habs fans didn't want any part in what was happening with that just like we didn't you know when we were in their shoes so
2: yeah uh, that's fair i definitely am in the mindset that canada's team is more so a media driven thing mm-hmm. so those who are just turning on sports center to throw in the background they're the ones who will be like oh yeah you know bring the cup home to canada it doesn't matter where whereas everyone else with hardcore allegiances are like yeah fuck that no bring them Bring the cup to us, not to Canada, to us. And one thing I always love pointing out is the technical home of the Stanley cup is Ottawa because it was made here. Mm -hmm. So that's why it should
3: be brought here before anywhere
2: else. (laughs) Ooh, Mike drop. Yeah. So, uh, that's the point I always like bringing up what's
3: so up here's a question for you then do you think that this you know sentiment would be as strong as it's felt in the last few years if Canadian teams won the cup more often I mean it's like you know there's like this Canadian cup drought you know if you want to call it that since the last time I think it was the Habs won the cup back in the early 90s and then since then it's been you know all-American teams, I mean, that's not something that, like, I lose any sleep over, but, you know, some people, you know, some people are bothered by that, and I assume that's part of the reasoning behind this kind of uh, sentiment, so uh, do you think that, you know, it, let's say the Sens had won the Cup in 2007, or, uh, you know, the, the Oilers or the Flames had won a, a Cup in those years where they had their runs in the mid-2000s, you know, do you think that sentiment would still be as strong?
2: Oh, no, not at all. Like Canada, Jordan and I have talked about this. Canada definitely has a bit of an inferiority complex because wow, hockey's supposed to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's a Welcome to 150 it's years up. of Canadian nationalism. <laughs> yeah, really. So, I mean, think about how many posts we see about whatever cup winning team and how many Canadians they have on it. Right. So that's kind of our, that's our win is like oh this this team only won because of all the good canadian boys who get pucks in deeper on <laughs> right
4: so like the, and also look at who the captains were for each team in the finals this year
2: yeah yeah exactly well who was the last oh i was about to say who was the last non-canadian captain to win a cup but ovi right yeah uh, um, is a little more
4: what about uh wasn't Oh, never mind. Petrangelo's Canadian. Yeah. I was going to say the Blues. Yeah. I was thinking was, of uh, O'Reilly, but he is not there. It was not their captain.
2: No. Um, he's older is he? There. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> he
4: is. Because oh, he crashed into the Tim Hortons. Yeah. Yes. Don't you remember? Oh my yeah. God. He drove his car Dude, I don't into know. a I don't Tim know Hortons. Just, you don't forget <laughs> me. Skip this. Well, Jordan, cut. It, cut.
2: <laughs> Crosby twice in a row. Um Who's the Kings captain? Or no, Chicago. It was Dustin Brown, who's American. Yeah, who's American. Um, Taves is Canadian and he won it three times in however many years. Uh, And then, yeah, Chara. (laughs) So, in the last 11 years, only three teams have not had a Canadian captain bring them to a cup. Mm -hmm. So, Canada looks for any and every reason to say, look, we're involved. We are the reason why a Stanley Cup is going to, yada, yada, yada. And just go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was also going to say,
4: and it's not like Canadians haven't been there. Like, sorry, Canadian teams. Right. Yeah. Uh, look at like Calgary's Calgary was there in like what? 04, Edmonton mm-hmm. in 06 Ottawa 07. Um, oh God. I mean, the Habs, I guess this year, I don't know if I've missed. I think that's the only Canadian teams. That's the only And one. Vancouver, right? 2011. Yeah, so Vancouver. like Canadian teams have been there. I do. I know that I, I also that right That's Come somehow on, the voice. one I forgot. Anyway, um, <laughs> my family out West could be like, What the hell? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it, the Canadian teams have been there. It's just getting over that like final little step. Right. They always yeah. seem to fall short. I mean, Vancouver was right there. You know, they were so close and they just, I don't know what happened in game seven, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Tim Thomas, Tim
4: anyway, wins Tim, <laughs> Thomas. Tim Thomas, what a guy came in the league, get a cup, yeah, get out a few years later, yeah, in the, the that league, dude. five
2: years, two cups, two ve- or one cup of Vesna, and then pieces out to go hunt bears, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, that I kind of figured just from your guys' interaction on Twitter that, um, you weren't really buying into it, and I feel like. I feel like a lot of people need to realize that Canada's team is not a thing. And the fact that everyone keeps pushing it, it, it needs to stop.
4: So the one thing I will like counter with that is I think when the Toronto Raptors won in 2019, that was like, to me, a Canada's team thing. I are the
2: only team. Wait,
4: wait, yeah. Only. And that's the thing, right? It it feels like when it's the Jays or when is the Raptors, it is the one Canadian team we have in those sports. So for me, those are things that I really attach myself to. Like I'll, I'll admit when it comes to baseball, I try to keep up to date with roster stuff. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me cause I'm, I'm really passionate about hockey into football, but not as so much into baseball and, and, um, and basketball, but I try to at least stay updated because, you know, I'm a casual fan. So when they get to the sure. playoffs, I'm totally invested in watching them. Right. And I'm really interested in the up and coming players, you know, <laughs> Vladdy Guerrero yeah. jr. Bo Bichette. Th- those are players who are going to be, you know, superstars for, for the, the Jays going forward. But to me, like those are Canada's teams. And I know they're the only ones, but that's why it's so fun to rally behind those teams. Cause you truly are Canada's only team. And it's fun to see an underdog like the Raptors win a championship you know, in a sport that's dominated by Americans. So anyway, that's my little tid tidbit. And uh, I I guess, I don't know, tidbit,
2: but anyway, this is where you, (laughs) this is
4: where you like segue me out of the screen and go to somebody else.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. We don't have too much time left because zoom does limit what we have here. So let's quickly, let's quickly hit on the uh, major sense news that happened this week. And that is obviously the controversial Pierre Maguire hiring. Now. I have not really followed Pierre Maguire since he went to NBC. I know a lot of people have some strong opinions on him. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens before I make mine, but do you guys have any initial opinions on Pierre and how you think he might affect the team? Bennett, we'll start with you.
3: Yeah, I think it's an interesting move. I don't hate it. Um, I think that there could be some definite advantages to it. Now, I'll also say I don't think it's going to be a long time, uh a long time role. I think it's very much a marriage of convenience. You know, Pierre is out of contract with NBC and you know, he's always talked about wanting to get into the management game and stuff. So this is like an easy foot in the door for him. Uh with the franchise that, you know, he's always seem to have a bit of a soft spot for, but I don't think any of us are kidding ourselves into thinking that he has like a real and burning passion for this franchise. But, you know, there's an opportunity and he took it. And I think he'll probably try and parlay it into something else, uh, you know, a more senior position in a different team down the road. Um, That being said, I think he could bring some value to the franchise in the short term. Uh, I think it's good to have voices that aren't Eugene Melnick in the room at any point. Uh, and you know, for, for most of us, you know, the model that we know is that, you know, you have a GM and you have Melnick and that's basically the only voices of consequence in the organization, except when it comes to things like, you know, prospects and player development, where you have the scouting staff involved, but yeah. So I think it'll be good to have another voice in there. I think he could bring a lot on the communication side as well. Uh, Ian Mendez touched on this in his write-up in the athletic, where he said that, uh, you know. Uh, the, the organization has fallen flat in its communication strategy several times, it's quite hilariously, at times, as we've all seen. You know, think, you know, we, we are a a team. team. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, the bizarre, you know, between two ferns style interview with like Eugene and Boro and stuff. So, our proudest day as GM. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully, Pierre mm. can kind of like, uh, he's obviously like a media savvy guy that's been his career for like, a long time so hopefully he can kind of insert himself into some of those situations and head off any more uh embarrassing controversies for the franchise uh one hopes that 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 will be a part of his role but other than that uh yeah i think i think it's a decent move that you know might pay off might not but i don't think it's a problem by any stretch
2: no i i totally agree with the media side of things i think that'll be a nice adjustment for sense fans let's change up the order a little bit matt prime what do you think of pierre mcguire and what do you think he brings to the senators organization
1: yeah i think pierre mcguire brings a lot of knowledge uh he he's a guy that and that has been doing this for a for a really long time uh it was almost like 30 years to the day that he got fired by the Sens that they rehired him um so i think that's pretty cool uh you know, a lot of people are memeing about how he's going to uh, draft people at the podium. Like, oh, you know, from the Peterborough Petes, formerly from the uh, Sioux Fall Greyhounds. Da, 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 da. Um, twenty four minutes. And his later, parents, it's like,
0: parents are lovely people. Yeah, exactly. uh, They showed like, me dinner <laughs>
1: last
4: Saturday. But one <laughs> of one of the
1: points that uh, was apparently brought up on like TSN twelve hundred is that Pierre McGuire knows every player hmm. and has like a relationship with every single player he knows them he knows their best friends he knows their agents he knows but like he knows no, things that, it, it's that, but that's it, that's the he thing. does like he knows his shit and it's really impressive but also kind of weird sometimes so <laughs> i think uh pierre mcguire will be a very interesting hire uh, if he's able to like suss out the the marriage between analytics and uh you know the eye test I think it, it'll be a really good a really good thing for the for the Sens, especially considering he has been talking about like scouting quite a bit and the fact of the matter is is that uh you know we need scouts and if he can you know maybe talk Melnick into uh hiring more people or Dorian, but Melnick, um, then I think that's great.
2: Yeah. I, the whole idea of him just coming in to be the, the mouth of the organization, I think is a little overblown him having a genuine other voice and being a bird on Dorian's shoulder might actually be pretty beneficial. Um, Matt end us off here. What are your thoughts on Pierre Maguire? Okay, so I hate to kind of sound like a parrot. I mean, with the last, you
4: know, Candace team segment, we all kind of had the same opinion, and here again we are. Um, I, <laughs> He's I was trash. trash. He's trash. Bald <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs> Fire him. I hate this guy. Dude <laughs> thinks his bald head is so shiny. I don't care what wax he uses. Uh, no, anyway, uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I get the mixed reactions. On NBC, his commentary was, uh, from what I've heard, pretty awful. Now, controversial. Think- Well, sometimes, I guess. I'm not sure anything recently. But um, anyways, he's on TSN's local radio for Ottawa every morning. Well, okay, up until he got hired, I should say. But every morning, right? Uh, I think they were saying on the radio, him and JR, one of the morning hosts for TSN 1200, have had like 4,000 interviews together. Now, I've been listening to TSN 1200. a a lot of mornings over the last few years. And, um, you know, I I think, Bennett, you were probably saying it, that you don't know what his actual passion level, like burning passion is for the team. But whenever you heard him talk about Ottawa's prospects, he was always extremely excited. And and it seemed like he genuinely thought that this team was headed in the right direction. And when Melnick reached out to him, he seemed like there was no hesitation to be like, you know what? this might be a good gig. And you know, Bennett, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a stepping stone for him getting a job with, I don't know, like the wild. I mean, they might have a management shakeup with whatever their cap structure is going to be in the next few years, but you know, there's going to be teams who may take him on because of that, but yeah, he's got a hell of a ton of knowledge. And I've seen some people say like he's a dusty encyclopedia. Oh, fine. I mean, have that opinion. That's totally cool. But this guy does know his shit and he is between the benches. On So many games, he covered every round of the playoffs. He knows which players work their asses off, which players don't. I think he will definitely help the pro scouting side for the senators. Now, will he have a huge influence in amateur scouting? I hope not. I think Trent Mann has a good thing going with the with the guys in the, the war room there. Um, I don't want him to really dip too much into that But pro scouting side. Pierre Dorian has really failed ultimately to, to target and acquire effective veterans this team could use look at okay i you know and good branson great guy but good branson step on uh, i mean galchenyuk you could s- consider like a, a veteran he's been in the league since he was like a rookie but you know they they bring in these guys who bring nothing to the team pocket and and they're gone in the first month right he traded well not first month but he basically traded them all he got oh, rid Paquette. of it <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like honestly though like look at our pro pro scouting and um so I I don't know. I'm not trying to go on a huge ramble, but I think Pierre Maguire will help the pro scouting side of things. Is he the best hockey hire that the senators could have found out there to really, you know, uh, bring experience, and like strong experience with good results and a good record? Okay. Maybe he's not that guy, but I don't think Ottawa can attract that talent right now. I just don't think they can. You know, Jim Rutherford was out of a job. I was like, you know, I could see the guy. He has, I believe he has ties to the Ottawa area. I was like, man, I could definitely see the Sens reaching out to him. But no, they couldn't, right? Like, or they didn't, or he didn't want to go. Like, it's just, it didn't work out. So Pierre Maguire's is what we get. Let's just hope things, like, I mean, as a Sens fan, I just wanted to be like this 200 IQ galaxy brain genius. You know, if the centers win the cup next year on the back of like Jimmy stew and I don't know, like frig man, bring in like Patrick Maroon. So you can get four cups in a row. Like, let's just go. (laughs) Let's just run with it. See what happens. If, if we are somehow a bottom feeder team for another two years, fine. It didn't work out whatever, but I don't think that'll be the case. And that's my rant.
2: Thanks for coming to my Ted talk. I'm out. Oh, he throws off the headphones and everything. I respect the commitment. I'm
1: surprised you didn't throw in sign Dougie Hamilton. Like that's kind yeah. of. sign Dougie Hamilton
0: 2021.
1: Yeah.
0: So <laughs> here he guys, I've got a, a question for you then. Is anybody concerned about, there's been some chatter about this was potentially the senators hiring Pierre Dorian's replacement. So yes. is anybody concerned yes. or yes. hopeful? Yeah, I yes. just think that that's a possibility, Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very scary.
3: I, uh, I, for one, do you you think
0: that, do you think Pierre Maguire is the GM of the Ottawa senators at this time next year? Uh, Uh,
1: I mean, I'd really like to hear Bennett's point, but no, I think Dorian's kind of, uh, like, I think Dorian's been doing a good job. And I, like I said this to somebody, if you put Pierre Dorian, um, in Edmonton and you bring Ken Holland here, Edmonton is a perennial playoff team and Ken Holland makes this place a fucking
3: tire fire. We'll Bennett, sign Abdelkader for like seven years or whatever. Say your
1: point. I gotta hear what you had to say. Yeah, well, go for I was it, gonna
3: say I would find it hard to believe in a scenario where uh, Pierre Maguire outlasts Pierre Dorian here. I think I I absolutely believe this is a stepping stone for him. I think Pierre Dorian has you know as as much of the absolute faith of Melnick as you can get with a guy like Melnick, and he knows how to handle he knows how to handle him. He knows how to color within the lines, and I think that. Uh, unless if, you know, I think it would take a lot for Dorian to lose his job. I think it would take, you know, another two or three seasons of being utterly uncompetitive and not challenging for playoff spots at all for him to get the sack. Whereas, you know, I think, uh, I think McGuire is going to have a shorter leash. And I think that, you know, he himself is going to be looking for the exit signs after a season or two. And I think that Dorian, uh, you know, wants to be here longer than that. And I think he has more runway th- than that with, uh, you know, within the organization.
0: And, and, Matt-, and Matt M just uh, quickly, we're short on time here. Um, your thought, Pierre McGuire, GM this time next year. No rants. No, no, yeah, no rant. Sorry. Uh, yeah, quick. Uh, I don't know. Maybe
4: it's possible. Dorian's been a yes man for Melnick for a while. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure what the relationship is right now. The one thing I'll say is that Dorian's response to the media wasn't too bad for him. And he said something along the lines of if you're always worrying about the next guy, take your job, you're gonna be making bad moves for the hockey club. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants to focus on the team this year and go from
0: there. And that's what I think they should do. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, having this chat with us. Um, do you guys have anything coming up? Uh, you want anything, you want to plug anything, anything like that? Feel free. You've got uh, 40 seconds. Um, okay. Maybe, <laughs> honestly, I
4: haven't even talked to Bennett or Matt about this, but I think we're going to live stream us, chill talking about the draft. If none of them join me, I'll do it solo on the on the front lines. And, uh, and yeah, um, we're going to hopefully chill and yeah.
1: Dude, I'm going to be drunk at a cottage. <laughs> okay, so Matt will not be with me. <laughs> no, maybe I, I, I will, I will be, Who be knows? Let's go. <laughs> well, that's great.
0: Thank you guys so much for uh, sharing your time with us and all of your uh, your insight here. Thank you guys so much. And again, these these were the guys from the Centennial podcast. No, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. On, Thank guys. guys. Thanks, you guys, guys are awesome. So much. Great hosts. Yeah, Let's go. It was a blast. Cheers, guys. Awesome. Take care.
2: Take care. You guys. Take care. Bye. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Uh, Jordan and I had a lot of fun talking to those guys like we usually do. And uh, the amount of nicknames that we get for other match is just a- an ever growing list, isn't it? Eh?
0: It is. Yeah. But uh, those guys are so, so great to keep coming on our show. It's awesome. It, it's always a ton of fun talking hockey with them. Uh, even though they do take shots at me for being the only Leafs fan in the virtual room, but uh no, it it's great. It's it's awesome that they uh, that they're so willing to share their time with us and their knowledge and uh, yeah, it's it's just great. So if you haven't checked their podcast out, just uh, like Keegan said earlier, go if you're listening to ours, you can find theirs on the same platform, the Centennial Podcast. Yeah, they
2: have Twitter, they have Instagram, they have a Discord. Um, like those guys are so connected, and they're so. Um, attentive to all of their social medias if you reach out to them like those guys respond within like 20-30 minutes because they just love interacting with fans go check them out they're great guys they deserve all the love
0: yeah so uh all that being said we are going to get going here on our uh expansion draft preview we're recording this tuesday night so we are 25 hours away from the expansion draft kicking off, Uh, Keegan. Let's get cracking. I hate you so much.
2: (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) Uh, Just for that, I'm making you start because that's just, that's brutal.
0: You didn't like Let's Get Kraken?
2: No, I didn't like it when the Kraken used it. I'm not going to like it when you used it either. Oh,
0: no you're right it's like it's it's, such... it's, it's 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 only the second easiest thing to go to right the first one is release the kraken but i can't do that yeah. the, the, the davy jones uh, yeah no it, it's not liam neeson isn't it uh, it's uh bill Nye.
2: no 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 liam neeson in um not a oh, Clash
0: of the titans i thought yeah
2: still kraken
0: yeah that's right he does have a weird voice in that too i was thinking um Bill naive from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but I don't even think he says release the Kraken in that, does he? There just is a Kraken.
2: Yeah, I honestly I haven't watched the Pirates of the Caribbeans enough to know, but oh you know, yeah, no, I,
0: had- I've seen the first one a hundred times. The rest of them, I maybe a combined one time.
2: Yeah, they start to peter off a little bit, similar to this conversation. So yes. let's get back on track here, Jordan. You are starting here. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to alternate who chooses for what team. So rather than Jordan and I both creating full teams ourselves, we're going to create a full team together. So Jordan will choose for Anaheim and then I'll go next, choose for Arizona, and we'll switch back and forth and go through all 30 teams. We're just going to make sure that Jordan chooses for Ottawa. So Jordan will be picking a team off the senators and I will choose from the Leafs just to take out any kind of biases. I'll give my opinion on what Jordan does for Ottawa. He'll give his opinion for who I choose from Toronto.
0: Yeah. And if anyone's wondering, I'm sure you were just super excited to see the teams that Keegan and I were going to build. Just uh, just go check our social media stuff because I don't know. We started up that contest last week. We'll see if we get any entries by uh, noon, Wednesday, the 21st. Um, So uh, go check our social medias on uh, Wednesday morning to see our personal teams posted.
2: Oh, crap. I don't think I've even done that yet.
0: Oh, I absolutely have not. So don't even worry about it.
2: Okay. I feel a little bit better.
0: Yeah. All right. So here we go. With the first pick in the 2021 expansion draft, the Seattle Kraken are pleased to select from the Anaheim Ducks defenseman Hayden Flurry.
2: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, just uh, you know, it, he's Mark Downs playing both sides on defense. He's 25, signed through the end of next season and then he expires as an RFA, 1.3 million dollar cap hit. Yeah, like he's, he's 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 a decent depth defender, right? Like I, I if uh you know, if, if somebody else that they pick or they acquire between now and the start of the season outplays him or at any point, you know, it's, it's not going to be that difficult to find somebody to trade him to and get a piece for, like I said, he's young 25. Um, he's a good player. It's just, uh, you know, he got squeezed out of Carolina. They were worried about him getting picked. So they sent him to Anaheim and then they, they exposed him. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That, that is not who I would have picked
0: but whatever. Oh, Okay. Well, then, just tell me who you would have.
2: I would have gone for uh, either Danton Heinen, or if I wanted to do an older player for a bit of that uh, good old veteran leadership, I would have gone Adam Henrik. There aren't very
0: Henrique well, is way too expensive.
2: He is, but
0: like at, at this point, you you've got to save your your big ticket salary for guys who are worth it. Exactly, and you're picking from the Anaheim Ducks. So you're like, you want to pick the top player from one of the shittiest teams in the league like i guess like go for a young guy that's got some upside on a low cap hit with not a ton of uh term left on it
2: all right i guess that's fair but moving on uh will, i will be picking so with
0: this second pick in the oh GW- you know what we've forgotten to do every single Cut. pick we've what? forgotten to congratulate the Stanley Cup Stanley champions Cup Tampa champions. Bay Lightning we've forgotten to thank the host city for their all of their uh hospitality and what we've, forgotten, host city? we've forgotten to uh shout out our um watch parties out in whatever uh, bars and whatnot i'm just joking we don't need to, we don't need to do the whole shebang here that was just a bit for the first one <laughs> all right so
2: looking at arizona's list and there aren't really many if any Wait,
0: excuse
2: me? Oh, when did Frederick Gauthier join the Arizona Coyotes?
0: Uh, Last offseason.
2: Oh, Jesus. Well, um, in order to not drag this out anymore, I'm going to go with... No, he's too expensive. I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Pitlick. Okay.
0: haven't heard that one.
2: He's 29 years old, right winger. He's really cheap at only 1.75 mil. Um, He's signed until the end of next year. Um, He's nothing special. I'm pretty sure he's been like a middle six guy for Arizona last year and this year. Um, I don't see him like being anything great with more ice time, but maybe he's a guy that if Seattle is faltering and not going to make playoffs next year, Maybe he's someone you can trade to a contender for a later
0: pick, you know. Yeah, not the one I would have picked, but uh, all okay. Quick, to you. who would you have done?
2: Well, because my uh,
0: my backup was anti-Ranta, but he's too expensive. I also don't like that. Uh, there's plenty of other better goalies. Oh, wait, that Don't wait.
2: Go- Ranta is a free agent this year. No, that's dumb. I had no backup.
0: Um, no, the correct answer here was going to be Christian Fisher.
2: I don't know uh, who that is. I don't know enough about him. If
0: I'm oh, being okay. Honest. Um, same position as Tyler Pitlick five years younger and three quarters of a million dollars cheaper. Plus he also expires at the end of next season, but he's an RFA, not a UK. RFA. So there's more control. Um, and I believe he's had a bit more offensive upside as well. I think you're right. Nate. Like Tyler Pitlick, you might be giving him some, uh, uh, a, a bit too much credit. there, saying he's middle six. I kind of have a feeling he's like bottom six, fourth line player. Yeah. But too late. You already submitted your pick. So there we go. Yep. Um, gives back. The Boston Bruins. Oh, geez. Show. Yeah, this is rough. Like Arizona didn't really, at least in the forward department, there was so many, almost their entire list had expired this season. You basically had a choice between Andrew Ladd. No, thanks. Tyler Pitlake. Uh, okay. If you're Keegan and Christian Fisher, <laughs> like everybody else that is on their list is expiring uh, or yeah, is expired this season. Uh, off season, so it's uh, it's a bit of rough pickings from um, Arizona and now Boston. Like it's kind of looking to be a similar thing here. Seems like teams did a lot better job of uh, not having a ton of really attractive players that were under contract um, and would meet the exposure requirements. So, like, really, we're, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at like Curtis Lazar, Chris Wagner on forward. Like, I don't really think so. Um. So I'm thinking we'll go back to the uh, defensive well here and take um, Connor Clifton. Yeah. Connor Clifton lefty, right D 26 years old, a million dollars signed until the end of 2023. So another two seasons on that deal.
2: Yeah. Just go for the safe pick. Um, I if I'm honest like these last three teams, I've heard of almost none of these players. Yeah, well, it, Arizona it's... And, and Arizona and Anaheim is just a product of having them being in the West and us being very
0: focused on the Canadian division this past season. I, I imagine so. Yeah. But the other thing, too, is it's like. You, you don't want to go and spend all of your money, especially the way we're doing this, we're doing it alphabetically, right? Like, I, I don't think that Seattle is doing it that way. But, um, like, you don't want to go and spend all of your money right off the bat off of your first few picks, right? You want to, like, kind of spread it out and make sure that you're saving it up for the the big ticket players here.
2: Because, like, I'm looking right now, and how did Boston get away with exposing the goalies they did? You needed to expose a goalie that was signed through to the end of next year, and they don't have a goalie that's
0: signed. I think callum booth counts because he's an rfa rfa he he's not signed but like he you would be well and yeah i'm not too sure now i i think that would be it is that he he's not he's an, an unrestricted free agent so the team still has owns his rights even if he's not um under contract to them okay Especially well, with him, because I think they can just offer him a qualifying offer. If, if he doesn't have like arbitration rights and stuff like that, I think that plays into it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah. So you're you're back up on the uh, the clock here with the Buffalo Sabers. Good luck.
2: All right. So I'm gonna take the highest cap hit, Jeff Skinner. No, oh, no, I'm not Christ. absolutely not. <laughs> I, that would be an interesting move. It'd be a very high risk gamble for Seattle to take Skinner. Because what if he? What if your top line has like Skinner and Tarasenko?
0: I that don't could think. Be yeah, I don't think Jeff Skinner is playing on any team in the league's top line next season. That's fair, and also, that includes the Buffalo Sabres. If he's with them, he's probably on the third line or lower. <laughs> yeah,
2: like on uh, Buffalo has no one that is really making me like
0: salivate or anything like that. Like, honestly, that's going to be most teams where most teams, we're probably picking bottom six players and like, you know, um, fringe second pair defensemen and then a bunch of backup and AHL goalies. For the most part, that's what we're going to be doing. It's, It's going to be the couple of teams where they actually have good players that we can get. That's going to be, that's going to make the difference.
2: Yeah. So like, we'll probably get into those later, but like the other guys I'm looking at, there's no one really on defense. The only one that's signed is Colin Miller, who is not worth almost $4 million anymore. And going back to forwards, I think I just got to go with Zemgis Zemgus Giergensen uh, Giergensen's. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, He's a center. He's 27 signed for another two years. Uh, I don't love the pick but I think his $2.2 $2 million cap hit for what he is, is more acceptable than Colin Miller's. Uh, Cody Eakin is not ideal, though he is signed for a year less.
0: But he's six uh, or he's three, three, three years, years older. older. Yeah.
2: And Kyle Ocpozo and Jeff Skinner are just non-options.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Gergensen's is probably one of the better options on the Sabres. Yeah. Like if he slots in at your third line center, that's probably too much to be paying for a third line center, but it's probably too much
2: to be paying for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, wherever he plays in your lineup. It's just rough to have to like it it sucks that you have to take a player from a whole bunch of these teams because like
2: also uh, 2.2 million Buffalo. is <laughs> 2.2 million is fine to pay for your third line center. It's just Jordan's used to a team where their centers, where their top two centers make a combined 23.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. Like in context of, of the Leafs, 2.2, f- um, for a third line center is probably too much. Like initially I was thinking if Gergensen's is your fourth line center. You're probably that's
2: right. way too much for
0: a fourth liner, but then that's what that's the issue. Right. Yeah. For a third liner. That's not bad, but, uh, but it's, it's, if you hope that, a younger player on a like league minimum contract is able to outplay Gergensen's and push him down the lineup, then maybe you're a little bit happier because you can kind of justify and be like, I don't care where the money plays in the lineup, just as long as like it kind of evens out at that some point. Fair enough. All right. Calgary. All right. This one's interesting. Yeah. Cause there are,
2: a whole lot of nothing, and then there's one name that everybody goes to.
0: Yeah, it absolutely has to be Mark Giordano. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Like he he won an Norris Trophy a couple seasons ago. Signed for one more season. He's 37, but one more year. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. If if he's like if he comes out and he's like if he looks like he's 150 years old on the ice, like okay, so yeah, years. like you can move him down the lineup, or you could try to trade him to a contender and eat like half the salary. Cause like, who cares? It's until the end of the season. So yeah, it's Mark Giordano. You're not taking Milan Lucic. Absolutely not. Not unless Calgary is giving me like how many years, uh, it would have to be one first round pick for each year that he is um, signed for. Oh, it's so
2: a two first.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Got to be two firsts for me. Like, yeah, that that's, that's Calgary's problem there. Mm-hmm. Carolina.
2: So I saw a lot of people going the defense route here and taking uh, Jake Gardner.
0: Oh no! Don't do
2: it. I believe going the defense route is right, but you're picking the wrong Jake. Oh, okay. You take Jake Bean. That guy on any other in or any other organization would be in the NHL right now. And I think if Dougie Hamilton ends up leaving Calgary, which every day, or sorry, Carolina, which every day it seems like it's getting closer and closer to that. I think he gets into their top six and like, that's a player, man. He's an RFA. He needs a new contract, but he's only 23. How many 23 year old RFAs are NHL ready in this expansion draft?
0: Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. You're right. So he's definitely like an upside pick. The the yes. only other guy that I really was thinking about here was like Nino Niederreiter.
2: Ryder. He's expensive though.
0: That's that's kind of the thing. But it's also like he scored 20 goals this season. He yeah. this past season? This past season he scored 20 goals. That's a, that's over a 30-goal pace. Yeah. So it's uh like and all it, he it, does... it's tough to give that up, but it's just he's not that kind of like value player on a on a contract that uh you'd be looking for. Um, and, you know, like, it, it could just be the the kind of magic he's got in uh, Carolina that's helping him out. But, yeah, he got 20 goals, 14 assists in 56 games this year with Carolina.
2: Like, that's not bad, and that could add a – I know he's very, like, uh, when it comes to the analytics and advanced stats, people, uh, that community loves him. Pardon me. But, I don't know. I think, Jake Bean, you can get him to two, maybe three-year bridge deal pretty low value AAV. And I think he could be like your bottom pairing or depending on who else we take, he could even be a second pairing left-hand
0: deep. Yeah.
2: But yeah, Jake bean that's who I'm going with from Carolina.
0: All right. Uh, next up is Chicago. Um, oh man. Zach Smith, Zach Smith, <laughs> Zach Smith. <laughs> is Zach Smith, even even Easy, playing okay. games. He played f- He's four, four games. No, um, no, I don't even. I don't even think he meets the exposure requirement. Uh, according
2: to the Wally Mathot show, when he was a guest, he's effectively retired.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I thought because I I didn't think yeah. that he had, he played really this year. Uh, um, he's not going to play again. Yeah. So te- yeah, he technically didn't meet the exposure requirements. Yeah. So they Correct. they had to find some other guys to expose, but um, man. That's pretty a whole slim, lot of nothing, right pretty there. Pretty slim pickings here. Yeah, I don't. I don't want Brett Connolly for three and a half million a year. Zach Smith is effectively toast. Plus, he's an, he's a UFA this offseason, anyways. Um, oh, Vinny Hinnestroza, like that's a name I know, but now that he's a UFA though. You can just geez, sign him. like, holy smokes, what? Defense is interesting. And Calvin DeHauten, but too expensive. Nikita Zadorov. I I didn't realize he his last cap hit was 3.2 million. Like he's an an RFA. I don't want, I don't want any part of that. Like $3.2 million
2: to get one or two highlight reel borderline illegal hits a year,
0: man. Like I'm kind of leaning towards Malcolm Subban here. Really? Yeah. Like um, the first goalie to play for two expansion teams in five years. Yeah. I think Malcolm Subban's my pick here. Like there, there's just not a ton. There's so
2: many other better goalies later.
0: Yeah. But you, there's no maximum limit on how many you can take. You just have to take at least three. And yeah, if but you, we need if to... you take, like, remember, you're also trying to build an AHL team here.
2: Sure. But your first goalie off the board is Malcolm Subban. Well,
0: oh, just because we're going alphabetically. Yeah. Malcolm Subban. Uh, like.
2: No. Just, how take the you, local boy keep in mind like you, you
0: need 3 guys that have nhl experience in your crease because like remember what happened to vegas in the first couple of months of their first season they went through like seven goalies they were they that was
2: injuries
0: yes they were, yeah. and they didn't have like the, the same pipeline that other nhl teams do because they had to call up a guy from the ohl on an emergency basis and play him in games
2: any NHL team would if they had four injured goalies name your first four goalies and tell me what your fifth goalie has in NHL experience.
0: Okay. Again, like you know, I, I get to count the guys. Like I get to count Frederick Anderson. Sure. And, da- and Dave Riddick. <laughs> he never played for you. He did. He played a game in the regular season. Um, Not for Jack- you. Yes, he did. When? He played a couple games in the regular season. Dave Riddick played a couple games in the regular season for the Leafs at the end of this year.
2: Oh, you know who I was thinking of?
0: I have no idea. David Ayers. Ah, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, Freddie, Jack Campbell, um, Dave Riddick, Michael Hutchinson, Joseph Wall. That might be it.
2: Yeah, and Joseph Wall has one game. Yeah, where he got lit up.
0: Exactly. Just ima- imagine if the league didn't have that depth. Most teams probably don't. But an expansion a, an expa- and again. This doesn't mean that Malcolm Subban's going to play for them, right? If, if if he's like the backup goalie in the AHL, and he become like some team in the regular season in the first month of the the season is like, oh my God, both of our NHL goalies went down. We need somebody that started games in the league before. Seattle can say, Hey, we've got a guy and he's just taken up space on our minor league roster. Here you go. Give us like a seventh round pick for him or something.
2: No, that was that in my humble opinion,
0: that's the absolute wrong pick, but all right. Sure. You're, you're still winning with wrong wrong picks two to one. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Colorado, All right. Moving on to Colorado.
2: Um, this one was also a little tough. Um, I don't know too much on their hunt, their goalies, uh, Hunter, Hunter Mizak, Mizak and Jonas, Johan. Miska, mix, mix, Miska. Sure, Miska, yeah. Uh, but a guy on forward that is very tempting is Jonas Donskoy. Okay. Like he's had, I believe, like I think he even got twenty goals this year, uh, on like fourteen uh, minutes of average ice time. Uh, He's 29, so he's coming on to the end of his prime. Uh, He signed for next year and the year after. Like, to me, he's another one of those guys where he could be great for your team with a bit of an expanded role. Uh, And then if you're playing like crap and you're missing the playoffs, that is a guy who has a very reasonable cap it. That if you cut in half, a lot of contenders are going to be interested in that. and. He might even get you like a second round pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 17 goals in 51 games this season.
2: Yeah. Like oh. the only other guy I could see would be uh, JT Comfer. And there's a very valid argument for him. He's three years younger. But I'm going to go with Eunice uh, Donskoy.
0: All right. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets. Did you hear today? The, there were some rumors I, th- I think it was Steve Dangle said that uh, he's heard some inside talk from Seattle that there is no chance no that they way take, no no way that they take Max Domi so that which is kind of interesting because he why seemed like kind of a well I, I'm not sure I don't think he got into why um, I wonder hmm. if it's an attitude thing who knows It it, also, it's, since it could just be a it's probably just a fit thing right like he doesn't play the style that they're looking for. Maybe he's bounced around too much. Who knows? Somebody in the front office has a grudge against him. Um, but yeah, all that being said, I'm going to go for Gabriel Carlson, 24 year old defenseman, um, RFA in 2022, less than signed for less than a million dollars. Like there, there's a you know AHL like tweener guy, depth defenseman that uh, is young and. Uh, you know, it's got some upside to uh, move up the lineup as, um, you know, he progresses and as he develops. And also as, you know, some of the other guys maybe in the lineup get uh, shipped out, depending on how the team does next season.
2: Yeah, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, I think for some of these teams where there's not a lot of great choices, you will may see Seattle lean towards just get a young guy.
0: Yeah, that would be my strategy. If there's not somebody yeah. that just like jumps off the page at you as like that's who we need to take, then it's kind of like, okay, look around a little bit, see about some guys that are uh, younger and maybe if there's a bunch of guys that play in the same position too. Um, they, it could just be they're a young guy that's being pushed down the lineup because it's a franchise that has a, uh, an overabundance of players in that spot and he's just not getting the chances just because of the numbers as opposed to his player his ability which is yeah. what Vegas got out of guys like William Carlson and Jonathan Marcia. right. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so you're, yeah, you're up next with Dallas.
2: I don't know if this one's going to be controversial. My gut is telling me to go for it. It might be helping out Dallas a lot, but I think it could pay off for Va- uh, for Seattle. I'm taking Ben Bishop.
0: Yeah. Like it,
2: honestly, like it, Kat- it,
0: it's, it's between Bishop and um, Blake Como to me
2: yeah i was looking at blake como as well but he's 35 you know that's only one year older than bishop which i keep forgetting ben bishop's
0: 34 yeah it it took him a while to get to the nhl
2: well like i remember him in ottawa and i was like oh yeah he was a great goal he's like yeah but that was in the lockout season eight years ago yeah so but like he he gets a lot of injury issues so it's a bit of a risk and I understand that but when he plays he gets he's like a 925 930 goalie last year in over 40 games he was a nine. or last year being 2019 20 sorry in 2019 2020 in over 40 games he was a 933 with a 1.98 goals against average
0: yeah if he's healthy he could be a Vezna very candidate. very valuable to them it's just uh, they need to get they can't count on him right now being their starting goalie um, yeah worst case scenario though like if if his contract is insured and they're not worried about paying him out to not play like it means you can be a cap team and then put him on ltir and you can spend some more money and he's only got two years left on his
2: contract so yeah. it's not like it's too bad i would also really go for jamie Oleksiak in free agency
0: yeah, it kind of depends on what our, uh, our defense... What you're looking for. Well, and what the defense looks out like after we're done here. Fair um, enough. Detroit, oh boy, another black hole of suck here. Um, it really is. Ooh. Um, just looking Sorry. through and some names that are kind of jumping out here, like Vlad Nemesnikov, not a bad I, idea. I was looking at that. Yeah. I think the kind of consensus pick for most people is Troy Stetcher. 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 Um, I'd kind of be interested about Evgeny Svechnikov, 24 years old, has never really stuck with the the Red Wings, maybe in a different situation with some better players would uh, help him out and, and get his career back on track. But, um, you know, like, I don't like, we, we don't have a guy on our roster right now that is a straight up uh, right defender. So I'm just going to go Troy Stetcher here.
2: I'm not too sure if you're keeping track of our defense and forwards, but we are a very defense heavy team right now. Oh
0: yeah. I'm I'm doing this right on um, cap friendly here. So we've got six defenders right now. All right.
2: Oh, you, I'm just realizing that I have Edmonton now.
0: Yeah. You have Edmonton. Oh boy. Yeah. This is a pretty deep black hole of suck right here.
2: Like a, there
0: whole, is, a whole bunch more guys that are not signed for next season. Um, or are Kyle Turris. Or oh yeah, James or they Neal. are Kyle Turris <laughs> and you don't want them. Yeah, <laughs> and then you especially don't want James Neal. Two more years on that? God, garbage. Like I see, I look at goalies
2: and I see Alex Stalock, which to me would be my preferred Malcolm Sube. But since you took Suban, I don't want to take up another goalie spot with Staylock.
0: Yeah, well, so, uh, especially because Suban is way younger than Staloc. Stalock's 33.
2: Yeah, I know. But I just, I'm not a fan of Malcolm Subban. It's just a personal gripe. So what I'm going to do, similar to Ben Bishop, is hope this guy is healthy. And if he's not, then use him as LTIR release. And I'm going with Oscar Clefbaum.
0: Okay, yeah good defender yeah it's it's really just the health issue if, that's yeah holding if it he's back. healthy
2: because he he may not ever play again
0: and that was some of the talk yeah but in that case like there's two years left on his deal so again it, it you can use you can be creative with a contract like that if he's not going to play you stick him on ltir or you trade you know, him to it, a team looking to abuse ltir yeah you trade him to the leafs exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wasn't
2: going to say it but
0: all right, next up is the uh, Florida Panthers. And this is a. If you easy don't one. say,
2: I was about to say, if you don't say the obvious one here, I'm going to hit you.
0: Yeah, it's so easy. It's Anton Strawman, right? I'm going to. <laughs> no, it's Chris Drieger. Yeah, it's definitely Chris Drieger. Chris Drieger is our backup slash Ben Bishop insurance plan right here. He could very well be the starting goalie for Seattle. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can definitely see a world in which Chris Drieger is starting the majority of their games next season. I will say, I don't know if that's a good thing for Seattle or not my gut yeah. tells me it's probably not another interesting one there would have been Radko Gudis but I feel like his play is
2: starting to decline
0: yeah that's what I've seen there was a lot of people at the like last offseason that wanted the Leafs to get him and then yeah when the season ended this year and I saw some people talking about like hey let's go out and get Radko Gudas. there was kind of consensus was like uh no that's that ship sailed <laughs> that's bad <laughs> Um, so you're next up here with the uh, Los Angeles Kings.
2: So there are some interesting guys. Cause I, right now I'm looking at forwards and I think their oldest forward is Martin Firk at 27. And a lot of their guys are younger players just getting off of their entry level contracts. Yeah. Like, Ooh, a name that is jumping out to me. So
0: there's it's two, there's Christian Brendan. no, it's not christian mullin okay i'm gonna veto brendan lemieux because he's apparently a piece of shit (laughs) i know
2: i know but the other guy and i I, I don't
0: want any locker room issues on my team so there will be no brendan Lemieux or uh and we're not reuniting him with his uh best turd buddy there uh tony d'angelo
2: oh is that a thing
0: i think they were they had a podcast together when they were with the rangers and it, it was like uh bad yeah you would like the title of it was or the the name of it was like politically incorrect or something like that it was some dumb mega shit dear god
2: yeah all right well i'm gonna go with
0: austin wagner austin wagner okay no. all right yeah 24 signed for just over a million two more, two more seasons it? yeah i'll, I'll buy other, that my my like the other option to me would have been carl grunstrom
2: i was looking at grunstrom but a lot of his advanced stats apparently are saying that he is not great.
0: Yeah. Like I'd buy it. Uh, Would would you have ever considered Jonathan quick?
2: Mm, Not
0: seriously. Yeah. I I would
2: have entertained the idea, but I would not have pressed for it, you know?
0: All right. So we're on to the Minnesota wild here. And this one. There's a lot there's uh there's a few guys here yeah it's it's kind of surprising i I wasn't expecting that from Minnesota Victor
2: Rask makes four million dollars
0: yeah, that seems high That sucks too um oh man, you know, I think I've gotta go with capo Kakinen. yes, you absolutely yeah. do need to go to capo Kakinen. so in the more.
2: To, the further down we're going, these teams, the more and more I'm going to be mad at you for chick picking Malcolm
0: Subban. Hey, if he, if he turns out to be our fifth or sixth goalie, like who cares?
2: I do. <sighs> uh, again, because he's like, taking up a spot for a goalie that you, like a young goalie who was undrafted that you could sign that could play in the AHL or ECHL.
0: Sure. But up and up until like November 5th, when some goalie in, in the league gets uh you know, he shreds his groin to smithereens and is out until 2030. Um, it, it, he's going to be an asset at some point, even if it's only for like a sixth or seventh pick. Like if it saves, if picking Malcolm Subban and trading him before he ever plays a game for Seattle saves you from taking on like, like three or four years of Calvin DeHaan at too much money or other guys at too much money, then do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. You, 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 you need to save your money because also remember, like uh, Seattle's going to be looking to sign free agents too, and you you don't want to prevent yourself from the from being active in the uh, in the free agent market because you've already committed a bunch of money to guys that uh, you just picked in the expansion draft. So, I will yeah. say
2: we're over halfway. We are halfway done and we're not even at the cap minimum. So I'm not too worried about spending close to a cap.
0: Yeah. But again, got to save some money for free agents, right?
2: Yeah. we're doing that well. Yeah. Uh, on so the Montreal, Montreal
0: here, are we picking our fifth goalie, Keegan?
2: Uh, hell no. Not for $10.5 million. Not a goddamn chance. I we're know. Not-
0: when, when Montreal announced that they were not going to be protecting Carey Price, I was like, oh man, Seattle's got to do it. They have to, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, why ten, would they? 10, 10 and a half? Like, why would they? Because he just showed in the playoffs, like Seattle, Seattle's going to be in likely the weakest division in the league next season. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they have got like a really, really good shot at the playoffs. And if you've got a good shot at the playoffs and a healthy carry price for game one of the playoffs, Maybe you could like win a couple of rounds. I'm not I'm not saying that they're gonna repeat what Vegas did, but you know, if they if they push round one to game seven because of Kerry Price, like it's uh it's worth it for next season. It's just beyond that that is the problem. And say, like if, want, if, if if I don't any, want any anyone... million dollars for five more years, I don't want that. Exactly. So the the people that are saying I don't want Kerry Price because I don't know if he's gonna be healthy next season, they have it backwards. It's I don't want Carey Price because I don't know if he's going to be healthy or good for years three, four and five. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if he had two years left on his contract, it's a no brainer. You absolutely do it. But because yeah. there's five years, it, it ties your hands too much. So who are we picking from Montreal? Um, Jonathan Drouin. Yeah. I've heard some people talk about uh, Philip Deneau, like if they just signed him. He's a free
2: agent. Well, no, just but, sign them and sign them when he goes to free agency. You may have to pay of, a bit more, but now you get two assets.
0: But you're also competing against everybody else. That, that's kind of the issue, right? It, it's not like you, you don't want to pass over a guy and expect to sign him next week when free agency opens up because that's not a guarantee to happen, right? Even if he says, yeah, like I, I agree to the, the terms of this contract, like I'll, I'll sign this deal. But then, if another team offers him something better, then he he's like, "Well, you've got to match this, right?" So there, there's no guarantee if you're not just going to sign him for a contract by tomorrow night. Um. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm totally fine to me, taking Jonathan in because like yeah. he he's going to be a good second line winger, maybe first line depending on who else we pick.
3: And
2: he's only twenty six. And, and plus, Philip to know, like you were saying, it definitely seems like wants to go to free agency. Let him go. If you want, you can kick tires with him. But it sounds like he wants like six and a half, seven million dollars.
0: Yeah, too much for a guy that didn't score a playoff goal.
2: But he is one of the best shutdown centers in the league, so that's yeah, where yeah, to you kind of argue
0: you, his value. But yeah, that it, value is not as high as offensive production in the NHL. And it's hard to prove defensive value, even with it's, all of the, the analytical stats that we have now it's still hard to prove defensive value whereas goals very easy to prove these are the ones i scored yeah pay me for them <laughs> um Fair nashville enough. all right nashville has a whole bunch of names and i want none of them i was gonna say including pekka Rene, who has officially retired yes that's right um oh my god like i want no part in matt duchene for another five years i don't want ryan johansson for another four um colton Sizen, like Colton five, Sissons five for another five. Holy smokes. What?
2: Why why is Colton Sisson signed for five years?
0: Like, do I take oh, <laughs> You take Borviecki? Honestly. Yeah, I think I'm taking Mark Borviecki.
2: Yeah, that's who I was looking at too. And like he's a good full locker the, room guy. Yeah, decent locker play. room guy.
0: And I think he immediately be oh no, I forgot Mark Giordano. Um, our, our two marks on defense are the oldest guys that we've got on the team so far I think <laughs> he ben might be bishop yeah
2: like borvietsky would be a guy that you bring in to just settle a room down and and maybe even again if you're having a crappy season you move him at the deadline for a contender at half his salary so a million bucks what contending team is not going to take mark, mark borvietsky for a million bucks
0: yeah. Like, I, I have no problems with Mark Borvietsky as a player, and I I think that... Even
2: less as a person. Like, that yeah, guy's yeah. an amazing human being.
0: Yeah, by all, by all accounts and by everything that he's shown publicly. Yeah, like, he had an A when he was with the Senators, right? I think he... Did he have I, one with Nashville? I, I don't think he had one with Nashville. He was injured a lot this past season, um, so I think that's part of it. But, um, yeah, like... He doesn't need a letter on his jersey to be a leader, but it just kind of shows that when he was here in Ottawa, he had one, and then he went to Nashville and became a seemingly a big part of the leadership leadership group there. So, good guy to have in the room, and you need guys like that. And his his on ice analytics and stuff, I don't think are so terrible that you need to avoid him at that price.
2: He's a bottom in defenseman.
0: Yeah, Um, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah, more, like there are a couple more suck here.
2: Like, there are a couple of young guys that are, um, a little tempting. Oh, sorry. I just, I just out the corner of my eye saw, uh, Wedgewood in goalies, and I just saw the wood, and I'm like, did they expose Blackwood?
0: Oh, <laughs> and I would
2: have jumped on that in a freaking heartbeat. Um, Andreas Janssen is honestly pretty tempting.
0: Yeah, he had a terrible season. Terrible. Absolutely um, terrible season, but like I, I did see something with
2: he's a guy with 20 goal, 40 point potential. Like that, that 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 would be like his best seasons, probably closer to like a 15 goal, 35 point player who can play PP2 and PK2. But 3.4 mil isn't that bad. You get him for two more seasons. I think he's my guy. Like, yeah, the only the only other one I'm looking at is Will Butcher, but he's just gotten worse and worse every year. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Andreas Janssen.
0: Andreas Janssen. Okay, the Islanders. This is kind of fun.
2: Cool oh man. God. They have a lot of, like, tempting options.
0: I know. Like, I honestly, I don't even, I'm not even scrolling down because the guys at the top of the list are the ones that I think, like, I'm, I'm debating between, ooh, Corey Schneider. Jeez, forgot about him.
2: I just, I, I was looking at that, too. I was like, when the hell did that happen? Yeah.
0: Um. Whoa! Honestly, I think I'm taking Josh Bailey over Jordan Everly, L- literally for the five hundred thousand dollar savings on salary cap. That's it.
2: Jordan Jordan Everly is a reliable, like twenty goal, twenty to twenty five goal, fifty to fifty five point guy, though. Uh, like, he's
0: I don't. Been I don't that think, his
2: entire career.
0: Yeah, but I don't think Josh Bailey is all that uh, far off. Far off. You don't want character guy Leo Komarov. You know what? Like. I've already got uh, Mark borvietsky on the team. I don't need a second guy that can just go out on the ice without a stick in his hands. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking here. Ooh, Josh Bailey, eight goals last season, 35 points, though. That's good. Yeah, like. He's not a bad pick. No, I, I don't more, think so. Three more and, years. Him and Everly are the same age, same position. It's just Bailey is $500,000 a year less. And their contracts expire in 2024, both of them. So you know what? I'll, I'll take two guys, if the like between two guys of the same age, same position, same contract. I'll take the one that's a bit cheaper just to save a bit of space. You don't want Sebastian Ajo? What? Oh, the other Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> I was like, bro, we're going all the way back to Carolina. I'm pretty sure they'd protect him. <laughs> No, the the better Sebastian Aho, obviously. Um, I guess it's me for the Rangers, eh? You for the Rangers, yeah.
2: Do I want two-time Stanley Cup champion Barkley Goodrow? No, I
0: do not. Well, also apparently he's already come. He he he's gotten a, a contract with the uh, the Rangers, ready to go. So I don't think he's negotiating with Seattle. Ah, uh, that's valid. Yeah, there's but a yeah, a
2: whole lot of nothing here. There's a
0: bunch of nothing.
2: Like. I'm not taking Keith Kincaid. Just, I'm not. Tony D'Angelo can go. Absolutely
0: not. Yeah, already vetoed. And yeah, I think go- this is going to be one of those guys, uh, one of those teams where it's like, all right, let's uh, just pick the yeah. youngest guy we can find here. That's an RFA.
2: Julian Gauthier?
0: Julian Maybe? Gauthier. Yeah. RFA, he's With- signed until the end of next season. There next we go. Next season. 23 yeah. years old. That was, that was that uh, was that hurt the Rangers did a good job of having nobody all right yeah. so it's me for Ottawa huh oh boy I know a lot of I, people have been talking of getting uh, Dadanov yes it, it does make sense because one of the coaches I believe his name is Paul McFarland was uh, with the Panthers yeah. a few years ago when Dadnov was there and they just ripped the league apart with their power play and Dadnov was a big part of that. The other guy I've been hearing is Chris Tierney. But like, you know, I don't really want to help Ottawa out of any of their bad contracts here. What do we, oh, definitely not picking Matt Murray. I've already got a ton of goalies. I don't think I'm taking any of the other guys. So you're lucky Keegan, Joey Decord is safe.
2: I was going to say, you should have definitely, if you're picking your goalie to have NHL experience to play in the minors until called upon, Joey DeCord would have been a better option than Malcolm Subban. I really hate that Malcolm Subban pick, if you haven't <laughs> noticed. I think that was
0: god awful. You know what? You might be right that I should have taken a different defenseman because, like, now I'm looking at, like, geez, should I take Evgeny Dadnov and just, like, no, it's Chris Tierney. We, yeah. we, need, we need more centers. He's signed yeah. for. Three and a next half year. until the end of next year. Yeah, if I'm going to take a guy that expires as a UFA, it might as well be a younger guy that plays center for less money.
2: Yes, I am. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of Dadnov or Tierney in yeah. the expansion, in the real one. And this one that we are doing, I probably would have taken Calvin DeHaan on Chicago, and if I needed that goalie, I would have definitely taken Joey DeCord. He's only 24 but he has shown potential to be an NHL goalie as soon as next year it would be in a backup role. Yeah, but still.
0: All right. So you're on the clock with Philly. Philly.
2: Shouldn't um, one Ryan Ellis be on this list or do they protect him?
0: Uh, I'm sure that they protected him. Yeah. Uh,
2: do I do them a favor and take, Oh wait, I'm looking at the forwards. My goodness. Okay, there's two names. There's exactly two names on there that are tempting until you look at their cap hits.
0: Okay, <sighs> who, are, who
2: are those names? J- Jakob Vorchek and James Van Riemsdyk.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you have a preference? Because between these two, I have one.
2: Van Riemsdyk's a year older, but his contract ends a year sooner. And he's didn't he paid just less. have? He's also paid less, and didn't he just have an awesome year? And Jakub Voracek, as far as I know, every once in a while, something comes up where he has an attitude issue. (laughs) I'm going to go JVR.
0: That was my pick.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go JVR. He's a million and a quarter cheaper for a year less. And this year for the first like 20 or 30 games was in like top 10 of league scoring.
0: He was on fire early this year, and he did have a very good season. 43 points in 56 games, 17 goals. Why is he exposed? Uh just I, I think it's his contract and there were other guys like younger guys that they wanted to protect. Um, I wonder, but a- also um, we don't have we don't have a ton of left wingers either.
2: Yeah, we, we also just don't have a ton of forwards, but no while you're uh while you're doing Pittsburgh there, I'm going to see if um Philly did a four and four. And if that's why they did oh no, they didn't. Hmm. I wonder why. They really needed to protect Nicholas Abu Cabell over James Van Riemstijk.
0: I think that was the guy that people were surprised that they were that they protected. They thought that he was going to be exposed as like just accepting that he was going to be the guy that uh, was going to get taken. And then instead, they protected him and exposed Voracek.
2: Okay. Cause like yeah. the other guys on here are like Couturier, Giroux, Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny, Lawton, Oscar, Lynn Blom.
0: Like those all make sense. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Not, not a, surprisingly, not a lot from Pittsburgh here. Um, Casey DeSmith might be kind of interesting, but that'd be controversial. I, yeah, that's right. Right. He has some stuff going on off the ice. I'm not a hundred percent sure what's up with that. Um. I'm thinking I Zach see. Aston Reese. Yeah. Yeah. My Young understanding, guy. he's he's like one of the better bottom six players in the league and signed for less than a million dollars until the end of 2022. So yeah. Depth. Oh, he's sorry, he's a left winger, not a center. I'm I to say Zach,
2: Zach Aston Reese and he's signed for exactly a million
0: dollars. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got my lines crossed up here on cap friendly. So yeah, we were taking Zach Aston Reese, who's a left winger making a million dollars and expired this year. So everything but his name, I said before was wrong. <laughs> I think I may have gone with Jason Zucker there.
2: Um, just to be controversial. San Jose. San Jose. Oh, my boy, Christian Yarosh. Oh, that would be just Oh man, awful. this is
0: a whole bunch of nothing in here.
2: Yeah, Ryan Donato is kind of interesting. Uh he's only 25. He's an RFA. He might be able to get him for one year. Um the rest of them. Oh, I can get Patrick Marlowe. Um I don't know any I don't know any of these defensemen other than uh Christian Yaros I'm not taking Martin Jones. Yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm going Ryan Donato.
0: Okay, Ryan Donato. Those, that's Hopefully. my thoughts on it ryan donato got it cool yeah
2: yeah i know there's not a lot to go off of here unless you want patrick marlowe for that good old veteran leadership
0: no thanks um okay. all right
2: st louis come on
0: it has to be right it, 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 it absolutely. absolutely has to be there there's like marco Scandella is a pretty good defenseman yeah vince dunn young that's re- tempting good defenseman like but it's got to be Tarasenko. Like it, ha- he- it has to be. It's it. It is a decent sized bet to take because you don't know what his health is going to be like, and because that is the entire reason why he wants out of St. Louis. That's like it, that's what makes it a big bet. But like, it's two years. It's it's just like the problem would be if Ben Bishop turns out to be injured, and. Tarasenko turns out to be injured and uh, JVR doesn't have as good of a season as we're expecting. And the Plekbaum is injured. Yeah. Like that, that gets to be the problem. Like we've kind of picked a bunch of guys that have question marks around them, but like uh, with Tarasenko, he's the only option. You, you've got to take him. So we're taking Tarasenko. I wouldn't
2: say the only one because Vince Dunn would. I would be very tempted with Vince Dunn. I think I would still go with Tarasenko ahead of him. If this, Tarasen-
0: I- if this Tarasenko stuff didn't happen, it would have been done. It was going to Absolutely.
2: be Absolutely. Yeah. Um. It did come out today. Doctor said that Tarasenko's shoulder will be 100% by the start of the season.
0: Is that St. Louis doctors, though? Because they nope, said that, that the last Tarasen- time. That's <laughs> Tarasenko's doctor. Okay. Oh, you-, you, get- you get a fun one here with Tampa Bay. This is like. This is the
2: pick. This of the is litter. an
0: embarrassment of riches here. I can't believe that Tampa Bay has more good players exposed than every other team combined.
2: Like he, like just look at those forwards. Andre Pilat, Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord makes 5.1. Yeah. Really? I did not know he made that much. Alex Kalorin's interesting.
0: I didn't realize Yanni Gord was 29.
2: Yeah, that too. I thought he was like 24,
0: 25.
2: Yeah. He signed for what four more years?
0: Four more. But like
2: I'd be a little nervous to take Yanni Gord. Does he plays?
0: Do it. <laughs> do no, do do it. We need we need more top centers. End centers here, Keegan. We need a first or second line center. Yeah, I'm taking Yanni Gord. Yeah. It's got it. It, it Yanni Gord has to be it. Palat would be Pilat would be all right. Tyler Johnson. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, Alex Kalorn, like probably a little bit too old now. Patrick Maroon cheap deal. Not a bad idea, but like it's three times,
2: three times Stanley cup champion. If you get Pat Maroon, you're winning the cup
0: or he's going to turn into dust. Uh, so you're yeah. going to pick twice in a row here. Cause we're up to the Leafs. Yeah. And then I'll let you pick for two. Yeah. So are, are you going to uh, follow along with the, with the fish in that leaked video today? No, you're gonna no. break our hearts, aren't you?
2: I'm gonna take Jared McCann.
0: Yeah, fuck. That's a smart move. it may it made me so happy to see that uh, Alex Kerfoot was in that was the name that they pulled out of that fish in the video, but there's no guarantee that that's actually gonna be what uh, what the pick is.
2: Jared McCann, this off this season just had a better offensive season. He's listed as a left winger on Cap friendly, but I think he played center for Pittsburgh, or maybe he was um a, like a, an alternator, which is the same as Kerfoot, but he makes five million or five hundred thousand dollars less. He's younger. Sure, you got to re-sign him at the end of next year, but he's an RFA next year. Yeah. You just have more control over a younger asset who you can argue has a higher upside.
0: Yeah. Uh, I. I'm going to I'm interested to see what the explanation from the Leafs is after the expansion draft, because like the best kind of guess that has been made that I've heard is just that the Leafs got him because they knew that Seattle wanted McCann and Kerfoot. So now the Leafs just have they're guaranteed to have at least one of them, right? They're 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 less concerned.
2: if anything, the Leafs just guaranteed themselves that they'll have a third line center next year.
0: Yeah, like the best case scenario, Seattle takes Alex Kerfoot and the Leafs have a younger upgrade at the position for less money. Worst case scenario, the Leafs have the exact same player that they had last year and didn't lose anyone off the roster.
2: Yeah, they lost a prospect in a seventh round
0: pick. Yeah. So
2: like I um the guy, other guy I'd be tempted to take would be Dermot.
0: Yeah, Dermot would be a pretty good one. Uh, surprisingly we actually do need to take another defenseman which um let's see here who am i taking oh, from uh, i did not think about that actually from vancouver yeah we're only at eight defensemen and we need one more and we've only got three oh, teams left. we
2: got one we got one from winnipeg don't you
0: worry oh okay oh that's right yeah then um i'm going to i think i might pick another forward here who are the goalies oh brie Bray- erickson if I pick Braden Holby, that is too many NHL goalies.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of money wrapped in your goalies, sir. I think on in my opinion, our goalies are fine. We've got Drieger, we got Bishop, we got Subban. Who is our fourth one? Bishop. I already said Bishop. Bishop, Dreger, Subban, and one other.
0: Capo uh, Kakanen.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I think. Grab forwards and with uh, so I'll let you do Vancouver and Washington, and I'll finish it off with uh, Winnipeg.
0: Vancouver sucks, man. There's nobody on here. I don't want any of these players.
2: <laughs> can I decline?
0: Yeah, can I, yeah, can I demand that Vancouver gives me a first round pick in lieu of a player? I'd much well, rather I... have somebody in three years than today. Um, no, you don't, you don't want Jay
2: Beagle or Anton Roussel or even better, you don't want Jake Bertannin?
0: Uh, No, not with his off-ice stuff, thank you very much. No, uh, you absolutely shouldn't. I kind of feel... Uh, oh, my God. Jonah Gajovic? I think that's kind of the consensus guy that is going to be taken. 22 who years is, old.
2: Who is this person?
0: Uh, you, you know, he might just be a computer-generated player from, like... 2028 20, in uh, mm. franchise mode. But yeah, 22-year-old left winger expires next season. Yeah, we're going with uh Jonah G. All right. Now
2: you go again for Washington.
0: Oh, okay. Do cool. it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to sign Alex Ovechkin to a $15 million contract. Look at our cap it right now. I cool. know, yeah, we've got we've got $2 million left here. Um we've got to take some more depth players. Maybe some uh, some guys that we can bury in the uh, AHL. Some prospects here, and nobody here. Uh, no, Zidane, Zidane, Zidane Ochara.
2: He's <sighs> a free agent, is he not?
0: Who are yeah, you talking the about? USA.
2: Zidane Ochara. He's a he's Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, but who's the guy that we should take? 23 uh, year old uh, uh, Axel Janssen. Fiala Lulubi? <laughs> Okay. I, we're, we're picking Axel J. Yeah. Axel <laughs> Axel, Axel J.F. Axel J.F. Yeah. All right. There we go. So final pick in the entry draft, Keegan. We have $1.3 million. Can they, you cool. fit them under?
2: Um, I'm not going to because we don't necessarily have to. And I'm That's picking true, yeah. our last defenseman in Dylan DeMello.
0: Dylan DeMello. There we go.
2: I think that was an easy pick. 28 years old, signed for another, what's that, three years? A solid, like second or third pairing defenseman who can play your penalty kill. Yeah, great. I love Dylan Demello. I miss him dearly, and I'd love to have him on Seattle.
0: All right, so yeah, we've got no forwards signed. Well, our only forwards signed beyond uh, two thousand twenty three are um, Yanni Gord and Josh Bailey.
2: Not bad guys.
0: No. Like Josh Bailey is probably not not great for that, but uh, yeah. And then our our defense is overall our roster is pretty flexible here. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, We got a couple guys with no move tra- clauses. You know, we got Tarasenko's got a no trade. Oh, ann has got a modified no trade. Yanni gord has got a no trade. That's it. Oh, and then we got Gio Dano, Clefbaum, and Demello with modified no trades. Oh, the only guy we got to re-sign is Jake Bean and Chris Drieger.
0: Yeah. So yeah, our our top three forwards here: Tarasenko, Van Riemsdyk, Drewen, Yanni Gortz, Our top bad. top line center. Yeah, like if our if our second line is um, Josh Bailey. Yeah, nice. Josh Bailey, Drewen, and like Chris Tierney. Not ideal, but no. Not i would put worst, jared I mccann there i put and mccann M- there mccann maybe yeah not too sure
2: third line as uh chris tierney um what do we got what do we got what do we got uh Jonas Donskoy and andreas jansen yeah decent third line there
0: and yeah we like only I- we only picked two minor league guys i see gergensons is on the ir so Gergensen's cleft bomb, Yo, we fuck. We picked a lot of injured guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll see if we can uh, get that published up onto our social media pages. Because uh, yeah, Keegan, remember how we said we wanted this segment to be thirty minutes? It's been it's been an like forty five. An hour? <laughs> it's been around that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you want to do? Uh, go home. Yeah, I said that,
2: but I'm literally in my basement, but like,
0: I'm also in my
2: home. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, though. I actually yeah.
0: really like that. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to it. Hopefully it wasn't uh, too much of a slog to get through all 30 teams. But um, yeah, uh, just a reminder, we are still holding that contest. So hopefully, you know, if you enter. You got a pretty good chance at winning right now because I don't think there's any contestants. But uh, <laughs> go go over to our Instagram page at Little Hockey Pod for more info on the contest. It's on our uh, well, it's on one of our posts, uh, one of our most recent ones. So just go check it out. Uh, make sure you get your entries in by noon on Wednesday, the twenty first, in order to be eligible for one of two Amazon gift cards. Or like if you're not a fan of Amazon um we can uh, try to work something out to get you a gift card to someplace that you would Starbucks like to card. yeah or, or who knows maybe like a, a. if you're in ottawa we could do like a, a local business or something if you're not super big on uh big business and corporate greed or spent sending more billionaires to space uh, but they're, when they're allowed to come back right Yeah, we are willing to accept uh, donations to send billionaires to space and leave them there though.
2: (laughs) I think that's one that a lot of people can, can climb
0: aboard, but for that,
2: I think it's time to end the show. Jordan, I'll leave that to you.
0: Yeah, I I think so too. All right. So, uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at little hockey pod. You can follow me Jordan on Twitter at J small one, seven, seven, one, and keegan at lil underscore little 28 um make sure you're subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast app if you rate and review the show five stars on apple podcasts uh we will promise to read them on the show and then never do it um and yeah until next time we'll catch you later see you guys